Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality with your host, me, Aliyah Lovely. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some of the shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and new discoveries and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up about what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm joining you from Bali and I am talking to you today about what is divine neutrality and divine neutrality is is a nice way of saying that everything is neutral and the expectations that we assign to something um, are what gives a situation or circumstance its meaning but in reality everything is neutral our perspective um, the circumstances that we we engage with is all neutral it's our ability to assign meaning to it that decides whether something is good or bad and so I've had an unbelievably weird week this week Uh, I got to Bali and I said the whole reason I'm here is to heal and mama Bali said nah brah (laughs) we got work to do so um, it's been an immense catalyst of starting to pop off some wounds and things that I did not know were still there and very easily I could have said I had a bad week and looked at that and said assigned and said oh, you know this week didn't go the way I thought it would because I had an expectation behind it thus then leaning into a meaning that would have a very negative connotation when in fact it was in a wholly and perfectly neutral and and possibly positive but I got to assign that meaning to it so to give you an idea that um, I landed here I was here for about a couple days before I got really sick with Bali belly and Bali belly hits a lot of people it is what people would call if you don't know what it is it is travelers diarrhea times 10 times throwing up a, a million times and a fever and not sleeping and all those good things um, so even though I was super super careful um, I got it got the virus and um, collectively had about three days straight where I was in bed um, completely bedridden couldn't really go anywhere Uh, fever so high that my eyeballs hurt it was terrible and then had to get a doctor to come in here and give me an IV Um, so um, severely dehydrated that I just couldn't even get up so um, that would be would have been classified as a negative thing but, you know, it's funny when I asked, I said, I want to go to Bali to get some rest. I need some rest. I need some Zen. I need some chill. And you got to be careful what you ask for because I definitely had a lot of rest, <laughs> forced rest um, that I had, I had definitely asked for. So that should have been a good thing. But I felt like absolute shit. I was basically shit for, <laughs> for three days. Um, and so I... I could have very easily assigned meaning to that and said, oh man, I'm so unlucky. I got this thing. I got really sick. Um, And then following that, um, so grab your popcorn because this is quite the story. 
um, when a couple of days later I finally felt good enough to go out and about, I said, all right, finally I'm here. And, um, at this point I had met a few friends and made a few friends and, um, which I had, I had very, uh, diligently asked for and said, please send me people that would be my community here. Um, people that I could, I would gel with and that are like-minded. So that got sent to me right away, which is super, super thankful for Anyway, so um, with one of these girls, I decided we're going to go, um, we're going to go out, two of these girls, sorry, um, we're going to go out and go enjoy what Bali has to offer, and someone has suggested that we go to Old Man's, which is this kind of beach club place that um, most of the people in the, this area know very well, and um, not my kind of place, it's a place where people get super drunk um, and dance the night away, and it's, uh, it's just a, it's a beach club. So, um, so we go there and, um, I have this incredibly weird experience. Um, we were sitting there with one of our friends to go to the bathroom and, um, when it was time for us to return to the dance floor, which was about 50 feet straight in front of us, um, we got up and, you know, there's a big crowd, there's lots of people there. And, um, one of the girls who we were with was like, I'm not good navigating through crowds here, you lead. And so I stepped to the front and for whatever reason, instead of going straight, um, mentally, my intuition just guided me to the right, completely to the right to go around and then back, um, through the crowd. And even, even they had said, that was kind of weird. Why'd you decide to go that way? And I was like, I don't know. Um, but I had turned right and started to walk through this kind of like mini pathway between some tables and some stairs. And a woman had crossed in front of me, um, quick quite quickly to sit down to the table and chairs that were to my left but I didn't notice her and then there was a man who had crossed in front of me but like right in front of my my face um standing in my path turned towards this woman but he's saying something it's really loud um so I'm not quite catching what he's saying but I'm like dude you're like right in front like you can't move away because he's he's like dead in my path so I turned to the right where there is a man sitting on the ground and he says, is she okay? And I then look back to my left and I'm like, oh no, like I can see this woman that has like bended over and she's got her hands in her, uh, sorry, her head in her hands. And this man is saying something to her. So I look over to her and I touch her arm and I say, hey, are you okay? And she looks up with the most drugged and sad looking expression and she says no I'm not and full-on mama bear came came about like I was like oh my god I need to help this woman this woman's not safe like every hair in my body stood up and I thought I need to get up I need to do something so um, I grabbed her hand I said okay you can come with me and this man kind of brushes my hand away and he says no 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 she's my friend she's my friend she's my friend and the way that he was saying it, I was like, this, this fucker, nah, she, he's trying to take her home and force her home maybe. And I said, it doesn't look like she's your friend and it doesn't look like she wants your help. So, um, I went and grabbed her hand and he bats my hand back away and no, 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 she's my friend. Why are you doing this? And the look on her face, she just looked like she looks like surrender almost like, oh, she was so defeated as he grabbed her arm again and she was having trouble getting away. And so I was like, looked at her and I just one last kind of affirmation. And I said, do you need my help? And she said, I just need to get out of here. Please help me get out of here. 
So I link arms with her and this man decides he's going to push her away from me and then push me. And I went full on New York and I was like, motherfucker, you know, like, what the hell do you think you're doing? And started yelling and making a scene on purpose because I wanted to draw attention to this man's face. He's doing something wrong. He's trying to take this woman, take advantage of this woman and not in my house. <laughs> it's not my house, but you know. Um, so anyway, I'm yelling and I'm saying, get off of me. Don't you touch me. Don't you touch her. Like, fuck you. Like, whatever. And he still got his hands on me while he's got her, his um, one hand wrapped around her wrist. Anyway, and so we're having this confrontation where we're yelling back and forth. And I'm saying, she doesn't want to go with you. Let her go. And he's still like, you know, hitting my shoulder and kind of pushing, you know, up on me. And so um, I have my hands up like in a, you know, hands up cop, don't shoot kind of like way. And I'm saying to him, like, get out of my face. Don't you touch me. I'm telling you, don't you touch me. And he proceeds to continue to get in my face to where he's kissable distance yelling at me. And so I push him and I push him hard and to get some distance because I don't know what this guy's going to do. And, um, I push him hard enough that he ends up let going, letting go of her arm. And so she runs and my, the girls, my friends that I were with, um, were trying to keep tabs on where she had gone. And in that moment, he then turned and jacked me right in the chest with a fist, put some weight behind it, like straight up hit me in the chest. Thankfully, I am well endowed, so it didn't hurt that much. Um, but I, I, I pushed him again, and I said, what the hell do you think you're doing? And like trying to bring attention to what's going on. And so at this point, I'm more worried about the girl, and I look off, and I see that she's not she's not there anymore, and we're like, okay, where did she go? What happened or whatever? And of course, this man, like the coward piece of trash that he is, ran off as well. And so we're me and our, my friends are kind of scouring the area to try to see if this girl, where she's at, or she, is she okay? Is she able to get out okay? She was a tourist and very much had that look in her eye like she had, it was, she was roofied or something, <sighs> which is really hard reality. Anyway, and noticed that the, secu- that the security didn't do anything and that the men that were around didn't do anything and that like the people that, that were watching didn't think to do anything and like it wasn't it wasn't the fact that I got punched by a grown ass dude that bothered me weirdly that wasn't the part that really messed me up it was that everybody was watching and no one did anything no one thought to jump in no one thought to so let's help this girl let's help this other girl you know there was there was there was nothing and and it broke it broke my heart I felt like oh my god you know um there's there's why why did I why was I one of the few people that thought it was okay to jump in without fear I didn't hesitate there was no not not a blink about like I need to get in between this man and this woman and help her out and and no one else thought to do that really and it it hurt and I thought like oh this is such a bad situation this is so terrible like everybody sucks like this is messy and yucky and this is like when I lived in New York and I would see people step over homeless people and not check to see if they were alive you know it bothered me so deeply um that no one thought to jump in no men no security no nothing 
I was I was on my own. And so in that moment, I had assigned a lot of negative meaning towards that. And I said, okay, you know, like I went off on my little, um, my Aries moon energy where I was like, motherfucker, fuck everybody. This is, you know, this is terrible. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm assigning meaning to the situation because what happened then next was my friend had said, you know, there is, you, you decided to go in this direction and nobody knows why you decided to go that way. But if you had been seconds before, seconds after, you would not have crossed paths with them. So you being at this place in this time was meant to, she's like, I think we helped that girl. And so you were supposed to be there. And, and that changed my perspective completely from, you know, everybody sucks and men are trash and blah, 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 to, which that guy was absolute trash, but to, okay, I was, I was here. I told myself I was coming here, um, you know, to heal, but also to help others heal. And in that moment, the universe utilized me as someone to get in between and help this woman. And that's a very positive thing. And yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not packaged very well. Um, someone punched me. I've never been in a fight in my life. <laughs> like I'm the most peaceful person. Um, so it was, it was shocking that I got in my first fist fight, uh, with a man as an adult <laughs> and, but the purpose of it all, the purpose behind it was that, okay, I was in the right place at the right time. It might've packaged itself as the wrong place at the wrong time. But if that girl got away or if there was enough of distraction for her to, to get, you know, break free, um, then that's what I was there for. And that's a really positive thing. And so with divine neutrality, it's very, to me, I like to, I like to play with this meaning because in everything, in everything, that's really, really terrible that happens to us. I hate when people say that um, everything happens for a reason because it seems very um, cliche and, and negligent or in, it, not negligent, but it invalidates the pain um, of when something really bad happens. And it seems like people say it just to shut you up so you don't feel bad anymore so they don't have to feel bad about you feeling bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I do think that in everything, we can draw a positive or negative meaning from it because everything is divinely neutral. And so in this situation and circumstance, it could have very much looked at that like, you know, oh gosh, this was so horrible and I want to go home and I can't go out anymore here and, you know, shaping a lot of negative attitudes around that instead of then I could have associated very positive ones instead. Like, okay, now this thing happened. I was in the right place at the right time. Bali has called me to be here to be a warrior for this woman in this moment or, you know, whatever else that I need to learn while I'm here. Me getting sick, which is just like initiation, right? Everybody seems to get sick when they get here. But, um, you know, there very easily, it could have been based, it could have been hinged on my perspective that if I thought that there was something wrong and in whatever circumstances that follow me or happen to me, then I get to draw meaning out of what those things are. I could have said this was a really bad situation or now I can look at it and say it actually was a really good one. I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I was at this place that I needed to be that to be the 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 buffer between this man and this woman. And so like, you know, things that happen in your life, you can you have the same power to do the same thing. You know, like this breakup that you had. Yeah, like you dodged a bullet. This guy fucking sucked. Like and you're sitting here you know, upset and sad and like, I can't believe he did this to me. Well, I'm glad he did. So you knew who he actually was and you can walk away and you can be with someone who deserves you, queen. 
Um, <laughs> that's just one example. I'm talking to a friend of mine. Um, and there, we, we assign those meanings to things. So when things are happening in your life that you think that are bad, and then you say, oh, man, I can't believe these, this thing had happened, even the most terrible things, like some, some stuff has hit us recently that is just, it is, it is fucking awful. And, you know, there is always, at least for me, I try to bring a greater awareness to, okay, what is this trying to teach us? What is this bringing awareness to? What is this happening or helping us grow from? What is this like, what is this asking us to lean into as far as our wounds are concerned? What is this bringing to the surface? And as far as Mama Bali goes, it sounds like she's, she's, she's trying to do a lot of that very, very quickly for me um, because I haven't been here two weeks yet and I already got in a fight. <laughs> I'm like, how, like what in the possible world could have, could, is about to go down the rest of this trip? I have no idea. Um, so anyway, just trying to, to learn how to flip and draw and collect meaning different meaning from divine neutrality it's you can it's like a form of i think stoicism is the name of the philosophy um where you know you you don't have any expectations there's no there's no like conclusion out of the perceptions that we draw out of the instances or actions that happen in our life and so you know the things that you're dealing with whether it's you know like it's something really really good or something really really bad there is a wonderful even playing field of this divine neutrality that says you know what nothing really has meaning it's us that we assign meaning to that two people could look at the very same thing and see something completely different and I think that that's kind of the beauty of the human experience is that we have the ability to be able to look at things completely differently and assign completely different meaning to them and draw different and new lessons out of them and have new perspectives that then we can teach to each other and help bridge the gap to give us a full, well-rounded experience. And so when shit goes down, because like nobody's trying to draw new meaning out of things when they think it's already good, but when things are bad and when things suck and when things hurt, it's really hard to kind of move to that instance of saying, I'm, I'm deciding that this is what the meaning of this means. And I have the power to change that. So something that I've kind of grown up on, um, my mom used to always say, she was like, act, you know, act like you have favor. You know, you walk through, um, my mom's a, a religious person. So um, she says, you know, you walk through as a child of God. And so you need to walk as if you have favor. You're one of his children. And um, even as I've I've uh, abandoned my that like um, religious uh, standpoint, it's like, well, I am a child of the universe, so that still applies. And um, there, if I if I can look at things in that way, and say that I am a child of the universe, then I have favor. Then it does shift the way that things have in their meaning when stuff happens so you know when as I got in a fight with this man <laughs> like I am a child of the universe I'm very thankful that this sucker didn't punch me in the face um, I'm very thankful that I was not someone that was submitted or subjected to um, whatever it is that that he was trying to put out there and so I in that in that mode like I could find thankfulness and gratitude in the circumstance as bad as it could have been. And like the same for you, you know, like if you're going through a divorce, 
that shit sucks. I've been through it. It's awful. It's terrible. Um, but there are wonderful things that have happened since uh, about my own growth and the person that I've become and what I've gotten to experience through that and who have been able to help because of it that has been so growth giving and amazing. And if I had if I had clung to my own perception of the meaning that I assigned to that situation, man, I wouldn't have been able to get out of bed. It would have been it would have been crushing. And I'm just inviting you like I, I always talk in situations of like things that happen to me um, to be able to relate to you. But if you got shit that's going on that sucks and it hurts and it feels terrible, like I'm not asking you to say everything happens for a reason because it doesn't. But I do think that every out of everything that happens, you have the power to assign meaning to it because everything is divinely neutral. Everything that's happening in this experience, we are part of the universe coming to this earth to experience itself, to know itself. So people who decide to come down here and be love and light is one expression of the universe. And people who come down here to be dick and dark <laughs> is, is another expression of the universe. And we cannot judge either because it is we're on the same hand, we're just different fingers. And so for yourself, if you if you have some shit that's going down and you're, you're just experiencing another expression of the universe in this little simulation that we're running so we can know and grow and learn. And, you know, pain is often the catalyst of what it is that we have to offer, offer the world perspective wise. Pain is the thing that gets us to wake up and grow and say, okay, like things need to change or you know, like recognize a wound that we have, something that, that we're dealing with. And if we learn to cling to those meanings, then we are missing out on the experience that we really could be having. Because as we start to draw meaning out of, you know, something, um, you know, statistic, statistical or some type of data or intellect that we have collected based on a few experiences, we start to draw meaning out of that and as a means to protect ourselves, right? Like, um, say you, you know, someone says you can't judge a book by its cover. And I'm like, you absolutely can. Um, you probably need to, because you need to draw meaning out of that as a means of protection or as a means of floating through your life a little bit easier. Every amount of data that we collect, every experience that we have, we sum up in this, this little database that we have that tells us, about the world that tells us about ourselves. So if, you know, every time I ran into, um, a purple lady, every time I saw a purple lady, um, this is like such a bad example. I'm so tired. (laughs) Um, every time I I have to say purple because if I use an actual race, it's going to be offensive. But every time I ran into a purple lady and this purple lady, um, would steal my bag, um, or something like that then I would have drawn meaning and said that this person, these people, purple people, um, these alien purple people are purse dealers and then have drawn meaning and data associated with that particular person. Now, every purple lady might not be a purse snatcher, but because I've drawn meaning out of that, that'll be my perception for the rest of my life or however long I want to hold to that meaning. So then I miss out on all the wonderful other purple people that don't steal bags Um, It's just that I've had a couple situations where then I drew meaning out of that when in fact it was quite neutral. But then I start, because I drew meaning out of that, I started attracting more situations that looked like that, that continued to confirm my bias in the situation that I had. 
And so if for myself, um, you know, dating is an easy one. Guys do X, Y, Z. So then I've drawn meaning that guys are X, Y, Z. And then thus miss out on guys that aren't X, Y, Z because I've decided to assign that meaning particularly to um, this particular gender because of my experience. But if I kept myself open and I said, you know what, this is all neutral, that then I would be able to allow a different vibration to come in my life that would not attract that particular meaning because we have to think about the way, the meanings that we draw in are a vibrational frequency that we emit out into the universe. So if I'm saying that things, things are like this, then guess what? They are because that is my perception of the meaning that I've given to that social situation or circumstance. So I continue to draw in circumstances that say, that say, and prove me, um, prove me right. And that's the danger with associating meaning with anything is because we, those associations that we make become a very clear vibration of what it is that we end up calling in. So if we continue to experience something over and over and continue to have that pattern, kind of look at it and say, okay, where, where am I drawing meaning here? Did I draw, did I, did I decide that, that this meant that? And that's why I continued to experience that. What would happen if I took the meaning away? And so, you know what, this experience is completely neutral. This is not at all what it is that I think that it is or that I've experienced. And so how can I change the vibration of what that thing meant to me? What that perception was, the thing that happens to me, the circumstances that happen, you know, um, in my situation here, you know, I could have drawn meaning out of that circumstance and said, okay, I can never go out in Bali because there are people who will not protect me or there are men out here fighting women. <laughs> like I, I can make myself very scared of experiencing anything else that could have been really great because I will have drawn meaning in that and said, this is how it is. Thus then, what will I notice next time when I go out? I will be looking for it as a, mean of, a means of protection. Like I will be looking now for people that are fighting people or whatever and see, look, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. This is who it is because I drew meaning there. So then the lenses are on. The lenses are on. Like this is how I will see the world now because that is the meaning that I drew and concluded that that would happen. And it doesn't have to be like that. Like, I don't care how many times you experience something over and over and over and over and over. If a couple of experiences have formed the way that you perceive something, then you've drawn meaning there and made a conclusion that this is how it is, thus then it is. It's like um, when you say, I am, you know, you've had a lot of rejection in your life. So you say, I'm, I am ugly. I'm not pretty. I'm fat. I am stupid. I am this. I am that. So what do you end up drawing in? People that confirm that bias because you've drawn meaning there and said, this is how it is, thus then it is. As a man saith, so he is. So um, it's like what the quote Henry Ford, this is, um, if you say you can or you can't, you're right. And, you know, whether it has to do with you drawing meaning and, and your ability to be able to do something or things that happen to you, my conclusion or what I'm saying to you is, is that everything is neutral if you can move through the world without expectations and i'm not saying without desires but if you can move through the world without expectations of like this is how something is supposed to be then you remove the stringency of an expectation or perception that can vastly limit the vibratory effect of what can come into your life and so um you know i'm working on that too I'm not perfect with that yet 
Um, there is a lot of meaning that I've drawn, you know, I go on the beach here. My goodness, every woman is like fit top to toe. And, um, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to get my fitness on here. Um, and see that over and over and over. And then, you know, I'm watching people who are on their honeymoons and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, I'm not really seeing any women who are in relationships, at least visibly, who look like me. Everybody here looks like they're size two and can do the crow pose with no problem. That's, that's yoga. Um, and thus then I can draw meaning to that and say that, okay, it's going to be really, you know, like I, I'm not a valued person person here or I'm not going to be someone who can fit in or I don't look like everybody else or blah 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 um, I'm drawing meaning out, out of my own conclusions out of my own wound so my wound is the thing that's drawing meaning that like for some you know for my my biggest struggle is feeling like I don't fit in um, I've never fit in I don't look like anybody else I don't talk like anybody else um, I'm weird and I've embraced that I like that I'm weird now so but that's that's still a, a hardcore wound of mine that I deal with and so I go into a circumstance or situation and I scope out and see, is there anybody else that looks like me so I can feel better about being there instead of just owning that I'm there in the first place. And so what I do is then draw meaning out of, okay, there's no one else here that looks like me. <sighs> I must not be a valuable type of person in this setting because there's only these type of people here or only these type of people are valued here or whatever, which is not true at fucking all, at all but it's out of the wound that I draw meaning as a means of protection, as a means of if I can already count myself out, then I don't have to be disappointed when they don't choose me, or when they don't like me, or when they don't love me, or whatever. And you might be doing the same thing, like um, you know, like you didn't get that job that you wanted. Oh, it's because of this and this and this. Well, it might not be because of that at all, but the meaning that you're drawing out of it typically tends to point towards your wounds because it's a means to reinforce the wound. It affirms the wound. It tells you, it gives you more data to say, okay, um, I can count myself out because of this wound. And when it might not mean that thing at all, but it'll be so difficult for you not to see that because you've collected that data already and said, I'm firm on believing this thing because this is how it is for me. And you're right. You're absolutely right. It's exactly how it is for you, but not for the reason that you think it might be. Like if when it comes to, let's say, um, you know, work success or something for me, um, I could say, you know, it's because of my background or it's because of, you know, the way that I look or it's because I don't have enough money or it's because it's because it's because. And I will have drawn that meaning as a means to affirm the wound that I have as a means to count myself out ahead of time because I've drawn a negative meaning to protect myself. And it's funny that we will put ourselves in that position. We will count ourselves out and assign something so negative to us as a means of protection. Because if we had really believed in ourselves or really said that this is a possibility, then we have a higher chance of disappointment if it doesn't happen. Why do we do that? Stupid. <laughs> It's, it's, it's the human condition. Uh, I don't want to call it stupid, but it is the human condition that we, we, we make meaning out of things that maybe not have any meaning at all as a means to protect ourselves, even if it harms us. And I think that's, that's crazy interesting. You know, I could have said, um, I had a, I, I was thinking about the situation with the fight and I thought, you know, 
man, no man stood up. No one stood up for me. And it can go, it, it linked back very quickly to my wound of um, no one chooses me. And I thought like these flimsy motherfuckers, <laughs> no one stood up. No one thought that like, you know, I was worthy enough to help or this woman as well. Like men, this, this, and this, and this. And that, that wasn't the case. Everybody was way drunk. Um, but also in an energetic sense, I had, I had, you know, bursted with masculine energy that people were probably like, she's good. <laughs> she's got it. Um, but I had assigned this very painful meaning towards the situation of why no one helped me and why that hurt me so badly. These people that I don't know who, you know, were, were very, very drunk. Um, I, I made it personal and said, you know, these, no, no one wanted to help me. And, you know, it mirrors other, it ripples through other meanings and things that I have in my life where I haven't gotten the help that I needed, mainly because I didn't ask. I didn't ask for help. I didn't look around. There was no hesitation in my body. I went there like, you know, I went into mama mode, like protect, protect, protect. But there wasn't an, an ounce of me for a second that looked back to see if anyone had my back, to look around to say, hey, I need help. There was nothing. There was nothing like that. So the meaning that I was drawing from it was more out of my wound than what was actually happening. Yeah, people should have jumped in. Like that, that was absolutely ridiculous. But I never asked for help. But I drew in meaning that said, people don't choose me. People don't want to help me. I have to do everything by myself. I have to do things on my own. And in that situation, the divine neutrality, if I hadn't looked into that, I would have further reinforced the wound that I had based on my own, my, my own perception of it and not perhaps what it actually was. And thankfully, you know, other people stood, stood in and, and said, not stood in, but said, you know what, you were there for a reason. You, 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 you did really help this girl. And they had their own meaning from their outside perspective of what this whole thing meant. That ended up completely shifting and changing the way that I thought about it. And if that's the case, we can look at any situation like that, right? Any situation that we could have gone in and thought, this sucks, this is terrible, this shouldn't have happened, this is whatever. Yeah, and, that it, and, and it absolutely does. It's completely valid. But there's always another side. There's always another way to look at it. There's always some, something else that we can draw meaning from that can be completely different and almost make obsolete the perspective that we had in the first place. Because at the end of the day, everything is neutral. Absolutely everything. We're in this video game <laughs> and we have the power to shift and change our experiences based on the meaning that we draw from them. And so anything that's happening in your life that, you know, you're fussing about, which is totally fine to be fussing about, right? It's completely valid and where you stand and the meaning that you're drawing out of it. But if you're having trouble getting out of that space, remember that everything is neutral. And because everything is neutral, there's always another way that you can look at it. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode. interested in becoming a client for energy coaching, find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.